When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Normally, we're a little fofo from Miami, Florida, because really, I live in Sarasota, Florida right now. But Jonathan Zaslow. I'm in Miami. Actually, Miami, Florida. I'm oh, kind yeah, of. Baby. I mean, you're in Broward, technically. No, they, uh, I, tell people, really I'm, count, I tell people I'm from Miami. I, I live in Miami. It's closer to Miami than I am. So there you go. Repping Miami, Florida. There's no Dallas, Texas representation tonight because Jonathan Zaslow is filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. You can find Jonathan's Zaslow at Zaslow show. You can find me, Amber Wilson at Amber W sports. Zaz. Yeah. Is Sean Payton actually going to end up working out here for Denver? The Denver Broncos are sitting at 500. They had a comeback win to beat the Minnesota Vikings last night on Sunday night football, 21 to 20. They are in the hunt. It's not insane to say that although the season started off rough, oh, you think so? that Sean Payton is actually turning things around in Denver. Yeah, I, I think the Broncos are a great story right now. I mean, I, obviously, I, was, rooting, I was rooting against the Broncos the first part of the year because I really didn't like what Sean Payton did to Nathaniel Hackett. I thought it was so low rent. So I liked it that they got out to that terrible start. The Dolphins dropped a 70-piece on them. Obviously, I was into that, but... They're one of the best stories in the league. Right? It's funny. Two of the best stories in the league. They played each other last night, Sunday Night Football. Minnesota's such a good story. Denver's such a good story. Houston is such a good story. But what the Broncos are doing right now, they're 5-5. Five and five. They've won four in a row. They're, actually, they're just one game back of the sixth and seven playoff spots in the AFC. Now they got a couple teams ahead of them. Buffalo's ahead of them. Uh, in that group right there. Indianapolis is as well. So I, I still don't think that Denver's going to make the playoffs, but they are, like, they're in the hunt. They're in, they're in the hunt. hunt. They're, they're hunting. Broncos are hunting. <laughs> all right. They're hunting. They're hunting. They've won four in a row, and, and these are, like, they beat Green Bay. Okay, Green Bay stinks. they beat beaten Kansas City in that stretch, holding them to nine points. By the way, when they played Kansas City the first time, they held them to just 19, all right? They beat Buffalo. They beat Minnesota last night. So four straight wins. And the story is a defense that gave up 70 points earlier in the year to Miami. See, Russell Wilson's been steady. That offense has actually been pretty steady for them. It's, Russell Wilson's been good. We've had this conversation. No one wants to admit it. Russell Wilson's been good. He had 19 touchdowns to five interceptions. He's been good. It's this defense that's like... A legitimate good defense now, and they've totally turned around. I think you got to give Sean Payton a lot of credit. And people thought, yeah, you know what? This isn't going to work out with Sean Payton. I think it's pretty obvious now that it is going to work out. 
Nobody likes being wrong, particularly in this business. And yet we're all wrong all the time. A lot of people, not me, Jonathan Zaslow, I had the audacity to go on first take and argue that I thought Russell Wilson would, in fact, be better. But I would say that the majority of our analysts did not agree. Okay, a I thought you were going to talk people, about when you said not me, I thought you were going to say I'm not one of those people who always, you know, loves being right. Then I'm like good with both sides. And that's a massive lie. Well, no, it's a massive lie. I massive absolutely lie. hate being wrong. And I'll pull the move as well that everybody's pulling the move with Russell Wilson, where they were wrong because Russell Wilson actually was able to bounce back from I mean, listen, he's not peak Seahawks, Russell Wilson, but nobody thought he was going to get back there. He's an older quarterback, right? He's in his mid-30s. Fine. He's been good this mm-hmm. season. He has yep. not been the problem. And a lot of people were out on Russell Wilson ever being able to be good again, even though it was one bad season. So what you do in that move, Zazzle, when you're in this business is you just kind of go quiet on it. Like you hope nobody notices <laughs> so that they don't call you out on it. And you kind of just don't bring up the thing that you were wrong about. And I feel like that's what's happening with Russell Wilson is that most people thought that he had no opportunity to bounce back. And now he He's bounced back. Sean Payton has certainly got this Denver Broncos team, gotten this Denver Broncos team on the right track here as we head into the latter point of the season. The first half, certainly the first half of the first half was rough, but fine. I mean, it's it's a new staff. It's a new everything. You're coming in. You got to turn things around. They were also losing, though, in embarrassing fashion. It was was embarrassing. The 70-burger from our Miami Dolphin, it was embarrassing. But for them to be able to bounce back from that at all is pretty remarkable if you think about it. That normally would break teams. That would break anybody, frankly, if you lose in that fashion, and yet they were able to move forward through the adversity. And here you are. I don't think the Broncos are making a postseason either, but hey. They're in the hunt. Sean they're Bron- hunting. Sean, they're hunting. Sean Payton. It's like, instead of let's ride, let's hunt. Sean Payton, the Broncos head coach, talked about this winning streak. Look, several times, there were two different times. Um, we were 0-4 in New Orleans and then got back to 4-4. and Now, when that happens, there's a certain amount of energy required to get you back. And then naturally, all of us, you know, want to exhale and we can't um so when you've been to one of those places that all of us have, you know hadn't had an experience that we don't want to ever have that again you know whatever it is um that, that's kind of how we approached it last night we we don't want to um we don't want to find ourselves there again and now in this league that's easier said than done and so the the key is like this isn't the team. This isn't the this this isn't it. There's still like this team has still got to improve, and um, and that's how we got to coach, and that's how we got to practice, uh, and I think we'll do that. Now, no, it's it's hey, it's a it's a four game winning streak. Now, no team in the NFL since 2021 has won more close one score games than the Minnesota Vikings, and when you're living. By the one-score games, you're going to be dying by the one-score games as well. So they got the Minnesota Vikings this week. But I think it's more just about the trajectory of the Broncos generally and him being able to, Sean Payton being able to keep that locker room together when it was incredibly embarrassing early on in his tenure here as the head coach of the Broncos. Tim Hasselbeck, he has ESPN's NFL analyst. He was on the 11 p.m. Sports Center talking about this Broncos winning streak. So a team that had 70 70- Hung on them. They were kind of, not kind of, they were embarrassed, uh, really, in front of everybody by what happened there. And the way this team has continued to fight, 
And honestly, the way that Russell Wilson has played a lot better has certainly, I think, changed the way people think about the Denver Broncos. I like how he walked back the kind of embarrassed. Yeah, you know what? Let's let's just let's just say it. It was, it was embarrassing. <laughs> Emphatically kind of. embarrassing. There's nothing kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. It was points. embarrassing. It was unbelievably embarrassing. But listen, Hasselpack is right. The fact that they were able to get through that and win anything after that point. The fact that the locker room didn't give up. I mean, it does say a lot. We always hear with Russell Wilson. Oh, everybody hates it. Right? Another Wilson that everybody likes to pile on unfairly. Zazzle. Again, I ride for all Wilsons, so I apparently ride for. Russell. Russell Wilson in this scenario. I do feel like people unfairly pile on Russell Wilson, but we were sort of living in this world last season and early in this season where everybody was loving to hate Russell Wilson, acting like he was toxic in any locker room. He's Mr. Hollywood. He's Mr. Fake. He's Mr. Parking Spots and Office. And then here we are. If Russell Wilson was that bleepy of a leader, let's be real, they would not have gotten through a 70-burger in the adversity that they faced early on. Yeah, you'd figure he'd be an easy fall guy. The team would fall apart after that kind of – it was a disgrace. It was. That was a disgrace when you lose by 50, all right, and you give up a 70 spot. But I I give Sean Payton a lot of credits. Like, I'll raise my hand because I I was critical of Sean Payton when they were 1-5. Tell everyone. Tell everyone what I'm doing right now. He's raising his hand. I'm raising my hand. And I was raising my hand as someone who was doubting Sean Payton. And now it's like, yeah, because Russell Wilson, yes, he's got the good touchdown and the great touchdown interception ratio. But he's also essentially bought in, it seems, to what Sean Payton has asked of him. Because Russell Wilson's not like Russ isn't cooking. He's not slinging it out there. He's averaging just over 200 yards per game. Like. Right. They're not throwing the ball all over the field. There's a lot of dinking and dunking. Let's take what the defense gives us. Let's be smart here. Let's not turn the ball over. Let's be efficient. And that wasn't the Russell Wilson that was cooking in Seattle. So I I give both of them a lot of credit. Like Sean Payton has obviously done a tremendous job in allowing this defense to get on track now. But Russell Wilson has essentially been able to put the ego aside a little bit. It's like, all right, th- this is where I'm at in my career. I'll-, I'll be this guy that you want me to be, and it's working. Yeah, I said Russell Wilson. It's not peak Seattle Russell Wilson, but it's getting the job done, Russell Wilson, and protecting the football. 27 of 35 against the Vikings, 259 yards, a touchdown, zero interceptions for Russell Wilson in that comeback win. When I had my hand Vikings. up. I was admitting to 20. it. You had your hand up. Not a visual medium, but I let the people know you, in fact, did have your hand up. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian with Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. What are the Chicago Bears going to do with Justin Fields and potentially that number one overall pick? We'll get into that. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Chicago Bears look like they're probably going to have the number one overall pick in this next NFL draft. Not thanks to them, though. Thanks to the Carolina Panthers. However, that's so brutal if you're a Panther fan. Oh, you got nothing to look forward to. It's the worst. It's the absolute Thanks for worst. rubbing it in. Oh, it's rough. <laughs> Rachel sitting here. Panthers fan, Rachel. It's terrible. But also, it looks like the Bears' own pick is still going to be pretty damn high. Amber and Ian's presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. So the question becomes, what happens here moving forward with the quarterback of that team? And also, I would say even the coach of that team. Because, Zaslow, we talked earlier in the show about yeah. – NFL coaches on hot seats. We did not mention Matt Eberflus, but the reason that I did not bring up Matt Eberflus's name is because I knew we would be talking about the Chicago Bears later in this show. I do think the Matt Eberflus conversation is worth having. However, it feels like to me, Justin Fields' seat is hotter than Matt Eberflus, and that's not something we normally say about quarterbacks. Well, here's the thing. If Justin Fields' seat is hot enough that he's not going to be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears next year, then I I think they're tied together, Matt Eberflus and Justin Fields. The reason being, if they decide that they're going to move on from Justin Fields, like right now, for instance, as far as the draft goes, like if we look at reverse standings, Chicago Bears are fourth place reverse standings. Carolina Panthers are first place reverse standings, all right? So the number one overall pick and the number four overall pick is what we're talking about here. If the Bears management decides to move on from Justin Fields because this is a quarterback-heavy draft and you have the number one overall pick and you also have another top pick, that's going to spell the end for Matt Eberflus also because it's the perfect opportunity to bring in a new coach, maybe even bring in a new general manager. It's the perfect opportunity for everybody to start fresh together when you're getting a franchise quarterback. So I really think that those two, Fields and Eberflus, are tied together if they decide to stick with Fields. And hey, we got two top five picks here. Let's use it to build around Justin Fields. I think there's a much better chance of Eberflus staying on board if they stick with Fields. But if they're going to hit the reset... And take a new quarterback, I think you also do it with a new head coach. Now, I don't agree that those two things are tied together. Typically, those two things are tied together. I think the saving grace for Matt Eberflus and for Ryan Poles as well, the general manager there in Chicago, is Justin Fields is not their guy. So they already have a new coach that wasn't dealing with this particular quarterback, right? They have a new general manager who didn't draft this particular quarterback. And for that reason, and basically that reason alone, I feel like Justin Fields' seat is hotter than those guys because they already in a position where they can go to ownership and be like, hey, we didn't actually get to bring in our guy. And so typically those two things are related because – 
you're brought in, you bring in your guy, your seat's as hot as the quarterback seat, you're going to get rid of everybody at a certain point because nothing's working out. Let's blow everything up. Chicago already blew everything up except for Justin Fields. And so he's sort of the piece that felt like he didn't get blown up from that last regime. They saw enough promise in him that they were willing to trade away the number one overall pick this past season. Now, that was their decision. And I guess you could try to hold that against them, right? Where, hey, that was y'all's decision to go ahead and move forward with him because you believed in him, so you traded the pick to Carolina. But now it looks like they're going to get a mulligan and go ahead and maybe take a quarterback if they feel like they need to move on from the Justin Fields era. And it's something that I started to feel like they were going to do in Chicago, even though I don't agree with it. However, then Justin Fields looked pretty good in that loss against the Lions. The Bears lost 31-26. to Well, he's been doing this to them the last couple of years, where he'll have a game like that, and he runs for 100 yards, and right. it's like, all right, I don't know. You know like that's, that's been the case with Justin Fields, where they're in a weird spot with him. and But because they're in that weird spot, Amber, I would stick with Fields, and I would use both those picks. Right now, like I said, reverse standings, first and fourth. They would have number one overall pick and number four overall pick. And I get it, like the number one overall pick. It's, that's got to be a quarterback. It's got to be Caleb Williams. Why? Like, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., he can only be selected number two overall. He can't be selected number one overall. Take Marvin Harrison Jr. You give Fields a great weapon there. You also have potentially the number four overall pick. You take someone there. Maybe it's, you know, stud left tackle, whoever. I don't know. Maybe it's an edge rusher. Whatever they want. I can't predict the future. I don't know what they're going to do with their draft. But I would use those two picks, and I would use it to try and help Justin Fields. Because the fact of the matter is, if Justin Fields is not the guy, guess what? They're going to find themselves near the top of that draft again sometime soon anyway. They're going to sure have an opportunity here to address whatever position they want in that draft. If they end up with the number one overall pick, you're absolutely right. They could go ahead and take a different position or they could trade it away and stockpile draft picks. Even if you trade it away to move back to, you know, five, right? So you can still get whatever position player you really want outside of that quarterback position, but go ahead and get some later picks in addition to that to address a bunch of needs because the the reality is the Chicago Bears have a bunch of needs. And if I was them, that's what I would do. I don't feel like that's what's going to happen. I feel like they're going to try to go quarterback here. But I don't understand this this idea. And man, people drive me crazy with the can't miss, can't miss, can't miss out of college. Caleb Williams looks like a hell of a quarterback. But everybody is acting like he's already the greatest thing that we've ever seen, right? Like he's all... People compare him to Patrick Mahomes. Oh, okay. He's not Patrick Mahomes yet. Like I... He hasn't done it in the league. In fact, Patrick Mahomes, none of us thought he was a can't-miss out of college. Everybody got that wrong. He ends up being the greatest quarterback of this generation, at least so far, right? We don't know what we're doing when we're evaluating college quarterbacks, typically. So this idea that Kayla Williams is going to be so much better than the guy that I have actually seen show talent in the NFL and Justin Fields, I, that makes me uncomfortable. At least with Justin Fields, I've seen the talent. I, you saw it in that loss to the Lions, frankly. Some of those even passes from Justin Fields. His overall number, 16 to 23, 169 yards passing, a touchdown, 18 carries on the ground, another 104 yards on the ground. Yeah. Justin Fields is one of those quarterbacks that the talent is there. Sometimes it's raw. Sometimes you can question the decision-making. It ain't flawless. I also don't know, frankly, if that coaching staff is flawless. But I definitely don't know about Caleb Williams I'd right? and what he's actually going to look like in the league. Yeah, I'd rather use those two picks on something other than quarterback if I'm Chicago. Like, 
their quarterback situation, it's not a disaster, all right, where if they pass up on taking a quarterback with their number one overall pick, they, they have a guy who has right. shown that he's capable. Now, long term, is he a franchise quarterback? I don't know. I don't know. But at least I, I have some I – have, I have enough doubt about that that I'm willing to use two very high draft picks to continue putting talent around him and to continue trying to give it a go. It's not a disaster. Like, New England – if New England had the number one overall pick, you better take a quarterback. That's not the situation that Chicago's in right now. I don't – it's not the same. But we've had the opportunity to fully understand Mac Jones and feel confident Mac Jones is not the guy. Right now, right. given the Mac Jones situation, I don't. I feel like that's also been mishandled and, and switching coordinators no, every season and all a that. Disaster, but the, it disaster. has not worked out. And you could feel confident if they wanted to move on from that situation. With Justin Fields, it hasn't been that cut and dry, frankly. It's it not. really hasn't been. It's confusing. Like this... Like yesterday, evaluating it is confusing. I don't know if he's the franchise quarterback either. I do know he's hecka talented, but I don't know if he's the franchise quarterback there long term. I certainly don't know if Caleb Williams is, though. I know a whole lot less about Caleb Williams in the NFL than I do about Justin Fields in the NFL. I know that Bears team has a lot of positions to address. I know what would help us evaluate Justin Fields if they went ahead and addressed some of those positions and put even more talent around Justin Fields. Then we would have a better idea of Justin Fields in the future and oh by the way you can still address that quarterback position you can just do it later in the draft and we've seen that work out pretty decently mm-hmm. for quite a few teams right you may Not be able to do guys, it you may be able to do it at the number four overall pick it doesn't have to be the number one it doesn't you, you have to be, be the number one that's true you could take a guy there or maybe even a different round we're watching two quarterbacks play right now on Monday Night Football that nobody doubts they were not number one overall picks in the draft, and they're two of the most talented quarterbacks in the entire National Football League. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian with Jonathan Zaslow filling in. We continue on with NFL. So much more to unpack. Theme of the music tonight, thanks to Rachel Robinson, is Songs with Colors. Big green tractor, Jonathan Zaslow, that certainly fits the bill. The NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in tomorrow night as the Sixers host the Cavs. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Nothing says NBA like this song. Jimmy Butler would agree. Huge country fan, that guy. So rolling around along on Monday Night Football, the Chiefs up on the Eagles right now, 14-7. to 7. We will keep you updated on that game. That makes Travis our producer... Travis scored a few minutes ago. Well, there you go. Uh, that makes our producer, James Steele, very, very happy. James Steele, our resident Chiefs fan. He has his Chiefs hoodie on. I'm sure all of his Chiefs gear, including his Chiefs underwear, don't show us. Uh, I'm just imagining that you're a Chiefs head-to-toe. Jonathan Zaslow filling in tonight for Ian. Let's get to big deal, not a big deal. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? All right, so Rachel just told me in my ear that you do, in fact, have Chief socks on. There it is. Don't Look at sh- that. Like, do you have Chief's that. underwear on? Do you own Chief's underwear, James? I am going to plead the fifth. Uh, wow. <laughs> Loves the Chiefs. Just couldn't love them I love more. the Chiefs. Do you love big deal, not a big deal? Sorry, I oh, am good at this. super distracted right now. Um, so let's start here. 
just do the your job and stop watching the flag. I mean, it's There's a flag on the play. It's a <laughs> um, so much game. I, I was holding back a cough. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. That's why. Yeah, it's uh, not uh, you waiting for the call there from the ref to see what the penalty on yeah, the Chiefs I wanted to was. See what it was. I, I'm not gonna lie. I did want to see what that was. All right. It's so now first and fifteen. We yards. all know that Michigan's uh, been embroiled in a scandal over the past uh, several weeks, which has led to Jim Harbaugh uh, being suspended uh, for the last three games of the regular season. They fired um, uh, one of their assistant coaches, but it seems like they're pretty worried about sign stealing now because uh, on Saturday uh, against Maryland, they were holding up flag Michigan flags to block the Fox cameras from being able to see their their uh, signals. So, yeah, we're a big deal, not a big deal, that Michigan is very, very concerned about sign stealing. So now Michigan is concerned that other teams are going to do to them what they allegedly did to other teams? That's ironic. Not a big deal. I, I mean, really, this isn't a big deal because sign stealing, I think what we've learned from this experience with Michigan, it's pretty rampant in-game and, in fact, even allowed to a certain extent. Now, Michigan went above and beyond, and it's the in-person scouting of the signs and yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. However, in terms of actually just seeing the other sideline from your sideline in a game and figuring out your signs, yeah, that's been a story as old as time in college football. And it's all stupid because we have the technology to avoid it all. All you have to do is put mics in everybody's helmet, speakers in everybody's helmet, right, Zazlo? And you could quite literally tell your players the players without having to hold up faces of Mike Greenberg. <laughs> And everything else that these college football teams do in order to signal these plays in. So overall, I will say not a big deal at this point. Yeah, I'm going not a big deal. And by the way, I don't think that's what it is. I don't think that's what it was that Michigan is now really concerned that they're going to be trying to steal their signs. I think Michigan was behaving like jerks. I think they're being petty about it, and I think they're trying to send a message. And it's they're trying like, to show that everybody steals signs, right? Yeah. Like, oh, we're so worried about it ourselves yeah. now. And I and I think it's obnoxious because you, you no, no one's no one was picking on you. You did the wrong thing. You got caught, and you were being punished. You are not a sympathetic figure. As much as Jim Harbaugh wants to get up there and call his school and his football program America's team, I'm sorry, you're not. A sympathetic figure you're not even likable in this spot and to be obnoxious about it as well the way they were holding the flags too they were sending an obnoxious message about the sign stealing and the punishment that came with it so I'm going not a big deal and I think it's a bad look for Michigan my favorite part of this entire Michigan story has been Michigan trying to be the little guy no. Michigan's the David in the no. David and Goliath, right? Like no. mi- like Michigan's a lovable little loser <laughs> that nobody no. believes in. <laughs> no, you're, Michigan, you're the tobacco industry in this spot, all right? You're the big guy. <laughs> <laughs> James. Oh, sorry. James, um, you still got a driving, job to do, we're buddy. We're driving here. You're, you're, all right. All right. Hey, listen, I'm sorry. Wrong. Okay, so up next, uh, so we talked about this on Thursday. Snoop Dogg said he was giving up the smoke. Uh, and I think that uh, we all got kind of fooled by it because it just ended up being uh, an ad campaign. The rapper and entrepreneur statement, Shock Fans Thursday, 
after he posted black and white social media posts announcing after much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at the time. I'm giving up smoke, he added in the caption, but it wasn't anything uh, that he's uh, more well-known for. It was uh, like a smokeless... Grill. Grill. Grill, yeah. So, Zaz, big deal, not a big deal that we were duped by Snoop Dogg. This is a big deal, and it's it's brilliant marketing by Snoop and this company because if they just came out with the commercial, which came out today, if they just came out with the commercial, it had been, oh, no more smoke? Oh, okay, grill. Cool. Instead, it made major headlines last week. We were talking about it for days, and now we've noticed that it's for this grill that he's now out there hawking. So I, I think it was a brilliant marketing move. None of us would have noticed this otherwise. I think it's a big deal. It's a big deal because we're all stupid. And we talked about this last week when you were on air with me, Zazlo, filling in for Ian. We said it was kind of weird the way that he worded it, that he was giving up smoke. But we chalked that, that, that up much to much consideration fact- with his family. Right. Well, we chalked it up to the fact that it's Snoop Dogg, that he's giving up smoke. And I thought that he was just cooler than me. So he can say things like, I'm giving up smoke instead of I'm yeah. giving up smoking. I understood. Which, frankly, I'm giving up smoke. We should have all been questioning it. We should have realized right away that this is an ad campaign because he ain't the first one to pull this move in this day and age. But you're right. A brilliant move. Brilliant marketing. Now, the other reason I fell for this thing, hook, hook line, and sinker was what you just mentioned. The fact that he said, after much discussion with my family... That part of it go. That part of it makes me a little uncomfortable because like there is like an aspect of this that is like we're talking about certain usage of substances and like there's addiction and all that kind of I don't know. That part of it made me like a little that's why I didn't question it because he said after much discussion with my family it was a very serious tone. So maybe I could have done without that, but overall brilliant marketing scheme. Yeah. Headlines everywhere. I'm glad Snoop is still Snoop. All He's right. still puff, puff, passing. Like 17. when I was in the Up and Smoke tour and I just kept passing it when he handed it to the front row and I was in the front row. Uh, Chiefs up 17-7 at halftime. I didn't puff. Which is the big deal. Too many people big puffed. Big deal, not a big deal. Uh, you have to pass. If everybody puffs on it, you got to pass it. You can't puff and pass. I'm going big deal. I, I liked the Eagles going into this game. The Chiefs with a 10-point lead. That's a strong statement right there. I'm going big deal. Oh, answer. this is really a big deal? Like, this is an really, actual big deal that you're really not... a bad decision by you, Zaz. That you're throwing in here? This is an actual topic no, for have, big deal, I not a big deal? I have a really important one next. This is not This is not a big deal. We, we played one half of football. This is And also, I thought the Chiefs were going to win. Again, secondary issues. The matchup there on Kelsey... Uh, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift's Kelsey. The matchup on Travis Kelsey was going to be a big problem for the Philadelphia Eagles. They haven't had answers for him in the past. And now they also have injuries in trying to answer that problem. I had the Chiefs in this game. But also, again, another half of football to play. Do your job, James. Yeah, we know how much you hate good teams beating good teams. So let's move on here. Oh, Um, was that a little dolphin shot there? uh, Maybe. Let's see. So um, this was brought to my attention here a few minutes ago. It's a tweet from ESPN 101.5 FM and AM 1570. Oh, shout out. The uh, oh, Thanks shit. for listening, everyone. Up there in uh, Dakota, I think. Uh, the tweet reads uh, as follows. I'm big in the Dakotas, by the way. Yeah. I guess we all are. Who? This is the, this is the tweet. Who is the other female? 
on tonight with Amber and Ian. Uh, Ian's not on tonight. This is Zaz. Uh, So, uh, because I think I'm in love, exclamation point. Wow. A working VCR and a five-disc changer in her living room. What more do we need? We can build a life together on that alone. That was a tweet from 855 tonight. I think think it's... This uh, radio station was talking about Rachel. How about that, Rachel? Correct. Big deal, big deal not a big deal that a ra- uh, radio station is in love with Rachel. This is a big deal. Uh, it's a big deal to have a radio station in love with anybody, uh, but it's a big deal that they have found love on common ground from technology from the 80s. that is generations past. <laughs> from completely useless technology. That is what it took. For this radio station to fall in love with Rachel. So, yes, no. they have found their common ground on technology of the 80s. And I, it, this feels like true love. Maybe you, Rachel, and ESPN 101.5 FM have a real future. Now, Rachel, what was the movie that you watched on the VCR recently? Because maybe that takes this be relationship too. Oh, yeah, to the this, next this level. This might be a deal breaker. Because what is it? I was doing research for my Disney costume, okay? I was watching mm-hmm. Anastasia, low key the best animated film ever. Okay, all Never right. Even seen Anastasia? Oh, oh Amber, you gotta I mean, gotta go watch it. I'm not like sure I've ever really one. heard of Anastasia. Yeah, that's the one where Mickey's like the wizard, right? No, that's Fantasia. Oh, Anna- Fantasia! Anastasia is about the missing Romanoff princess. It's a whole thing. It's really great. Go look. Oh, it. I don't think I know that. I've never heard of it. <laughs> I mixed but it maybe up with ESPN one I've heard of Fantasia. Maybe ESPN one hundred one point five. Maybe they'd like to li- to watch Anastasia with Rachel on a VCR. I'm glad we got a screenshot of that though, because yeah, whoever I whoever would, I would tweeted think. it out from the business account, it Might feels like feels like yeah, it feels like they meant to maybe switch over to their personal account to tweet no, that like one it. and shoot their shot at Rachel. But it's a I lot like it. funnier coming from an actual it's ESPN hilarious. radio affiliate. I like it. That's all I got. I'm I'm too busy watching football games right. and wrestling. Uh, you're too here. busy watching the Chiefs game. Chiefs up big right now on the Philadelphia Eagles. Coming up next, we will try to take things down the stretch here on Amber and Ian. Jonathan Zaslow filling in. He has quite the story from the Miami Dolphins tailgating yes. this weekend. Plus, where in the world is Amber Wilson? Oh, yeah. If you don't like this song, you hate music. If you don't like this song, get out of my life. Rachel Robinson does a theme, a show within a show. Every Amber and Ian that she is the AP on. And tonight her theme is song with colors. So we got Green Tractor. Last segment. And now we've got Purple Rain by Prince. Quite the diversity oh. here in this genre, in the color yeah, it's a genre. Live version, too. Good for you. It is so good. I could just listen to this instead of continuing on with the show. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. That is the voice of Jonathan Zaslow. He has been filling in tonight for Ian Fitzsimmons at Zaslow Show. That is how you find him at Amber W Sports. That is how you find me. The Kansas City Chiefs up right now, 17-7 to on the Philadelphia Eagles. That game is at the half. I wonder what happens when the Eagles lose to the Chiefs. Do they get the same, like, if they lose to the Chiefs? They're, They're still a half of football. But, yeah, are, like, are they frauds or is that just the Dolphins? If you lose to the good teams, you're a fraud. 
Oh, no, no, you're right. It's only a dolphin. I think that's only just the dolphins, dolphins narrative. Teams. Yeah, yeah like dolphins. the Dolphins lose to the best teams in the NFL. They're frauds. But when the Eagles do it, if they do it, and if they lose to the Jets, they're fine. Like they yeah, can... Dolphins lost to the Chiefs, too. They're, they're, they're a fraud. But if the Eagles lose to the Chiefs, not a fraud. Not <laughs> and the Jets. If they lose to both those, then they're good. Right. They're good, right, though. Right, right, that's right. how it's done. Right? The Eagles have also beaten the Vikings. Okay. Uh, you can only beat who's Dolphins, in front of you. The Cowboys. The Dolphins don't make their schedule. You can only beat in front of who's in front of you. And the like teams that are good that have been in, in front of them, they've lost While simultaneously to. calling them frauds. So the Eagles' resume to you is the Vikings as like a very good team. And the Dolphins, who you just told me are frauds because they... I didn't say they were frauds. I mm-hmm. just wonder well, how good they are. How good are they? Mm-hmm. Vikings are... just lost to the team and Dolphins scored 70 on, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, literally 70. 70. 70. But don't worry, huge win for the Philadelphia Eagles. Anyways, the the Dolphins fan and me and Zaslow showing here on Amber and Neil. The Broncos beat the Vikings by a point. If you multiply that by 50, that's how many points the Dolphins beat the Broncos by. (laughs) So true. So clearly we are coming from the Dolphins' perspective because we're both 305 till we die. You were at the Dolphins game when the Dolphins oh beat the Raiders I was yesterday. There yesterday. I made my debut appearance at Hard Rock Stadium this year. I went. To the I'm sure everybody was waiting for it. Every, well, they, every they tr- game they tried this harder. season. They learned I was there. They play harder. Did they play harder? We saw yeah. them put up 70 there. Zaslow, they, they beat the Raiders by a touchdown yesterday in, on, on a game that it was a 13 I mean, and a half hard. point spread. I mean, they didn't play hard. <laughs> the evidence suggests otherwise. Anyways, I got to tell you something, tell though. Tell me about I gotta, this game. I got to tell. Well, no, I'm not telling Experience. you about the game. Yeah, that's what I want to tell you about. Okay. So I did the whole tailgating thing as well. And I, I'm telling you, Amber, they must be doing tailgating different here in South Florida, in Miami, than they are in other places. I don't know what goes on in other places. I know what's going on here. All right, we get there early yesterday, got a great setup and all that, and the the tailgate, the effort it takes to put into these tailgates, Amber, uh, just all the food and and the the trucks and setting up the music and the DJs. There are DJ boots. They got DJs, and they're playing music. At one point, you had – Amber, there was a lot of talent there. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, this you is where what? I knew you were going to... When you right. said you know the tailgates talent. are different in Miami, and so, I was thinking... You know what I mean? There's the talent. first place my mind went as somebody you know who did live in the Miami area myself yeah. for 20 years, yeah. I knew exactly what you were doing with that. There, there's, there, was, there was a lot of talent, mm-hmm. okay? And at one point, the DJ, <laughs> the DJ, this is a football tailgate, starts talking about, this is church right here. And I'm like, listen... I'm Jewish, okay? So I'm not a regular at church, but I know that this is not what's going on at church. This that's in front of me right here. I know that. And I'll, I'll, I don't, Amber, it's a young man's game. I don't know how people have the energy for this, all right? Because I'm, I'm a beer away at this tailgate from by the time from the game asleep. kicks off, I want to go home, mm-hmm. all right? I'm one beer away from wanting to go home. I don't know how these people do it. And then they go in there and you got the whole game. And it's an entire day. Who's? It's a young man's game. Who's got the energy for all this, Amber? What was the NFL game that the rapper showed up with the talent in the suite in view of all the families? No, that was, that was a Florida Panthers game. That was, that was Kodak Black. That's no, a Panthers no, no, no. game. This happened, this, happened with another, this happened with another rapper, too. 
Oh, it happened this season. I'll have to look it up. But there was know. talent. And there was shaking you know, you know what I mean? Talent. You know. We what all know what about, you mean right? by talent. <laughs> I just I, I don't understand who's got the, and and these people. They're doing this for eight home games a year. There are eight Sundays. You're, I will you're, say you're pulling I, this together. I have been probably to more tailgating maybe around than you have. I and you know and I've seen tailgate like Is I was this in, happening everywhere. Else? I was in Buffalo in January, right? So I've been to like the bail the Bills tail. It's it's the setups are insane. So there is that everywhere. Obviously, that's a hell of a fan base. So the the setups are insane, right? The food is insane at the tailgating and, and, and across college football as well. Especially, well, like, I've been to mostly SEC stadiums. I mean, yes, the tailgating on both levels can be remarkable in terms of the effort and the setup and people will bring entire things and tents and tvs and and all sorts of stuff and huge spreads and and now there's companies that cater them by the way there's professional companies that you can go to i saw them at gators games where now you just fire up like there's companies that will bring all the food to your tailgate for you so you can have a huge spread out so they've and they will even bring you stuff too like you can order now with these companies it makes a lot of sense where they'll deliver the tent and they'll deliver the chairs and all that sort of stuff so you can have these grade a setups what i think is pretty exclusive to miami though that i will tell you i have not seen in any of the delegating i've done around the country is the talent the talent <laughs> the djs probably slightly miami the talent that's a very miami thing i mean I amber what we get the, they're they're chugging shots of fireball all right i turn to my buddy i go it's 10 a.m <laughs> what are we doing here? Well, it's it's you know it's cinnamon, so it's kind oh. of breakfasty, right? It's like a nice apple cider or something. I mean, it's, like it's right ten a.m. Shots of fireball. I want to vomit. <laughs> I mean, like I I just it's a young man's game. I think is what I'm getting at here. I I do, I wanted to like I said I was a beer away from wanting to lie down and take a nap. Take That's a little, always. Little. It's always the problem with alcohol at sporting events. And I'm always so into the game. It's why I don't really drink at sporting events. I haven't ever, like, really partake. It's not my thing to drink at sporting events because I actually want to watch the game. You know, I'm that loser. When I was in college at the University of Florida with all that tailgating, I would often go sit with my dad on the alumni side on purpose (laughs) to avoid the student section. Yeah. So that I could actually watch the game. (laughs) Like, how nerdy. But I loved football so much that I would get annoyed on the student side. No one's watching on the student side. You're not paying enough attention. You're having too good a time. Too good of time. It's too much fun over here, okay? We got we to gotta take the fun down a notch. We got to sip some water. We got to pay attention to some football. Q Myers and Emmett Golden. Game night. They're coming up next. <laughs>